0: welcome to the rumor mill podcast i'm your host spencer and
1: i'm your host lexi
0: and welcome to your weekly pop culture rundown now last week we didn't get to spill the tea because i was spilling tea with an atlanta housewife or close to an atlanta housewife she's a friend of technically uh, marlo hampton who I love. She is so amazing. Um, she answered a lot of great questions for us. Abby joined me on that. I cannot wait till you are, like, let out of quarantine so you can do some of these interviews with me. Like, seriously. Gosh,
1: I know. I cannot wait.
0: <laughs> it's it's an amazing experience. But she was awesome. That interview is available now, so you can go check it out. But that means that we haven't talked for, what, like, two weeks? So we have a lot of stories yeah, to cover.
1: We do. There's a lot that's happened. So I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to... Um, this episode <laughs>
0: i i have lots of opinions like already looking at everything we're we covering no like it's gonna be like extra day like even more Ooh, so
1: okay well before we can get to all of those opinions we have to pay homage to our song of the week which is xs by Rina sawayama which this is a new album that she just released it's her second full album i believe and it's absolutely incredible She mixes a lot of different styles together in in an incredibly unique way um, throughout the album. Excess is just one of my personal favorites. Um, And she, on Excess specifically, you've got these hard guitar riffs that are a little bit reminiscent of like a hard rock song, but she mixes it with this like early 2000s pop. And you wouldn't think that those two things can go together, but they do. And it's absolutely incredible. And she mixes a lot of styles like that throughout the album, um, where it feels familiar because it's sounds that you recognize and know and like but arranged in a way that's completely unique so you kind of have this whole new animal going her voice is phenomenal absolutely incredible so the album's called Sawayama, but the song of the week is excess and it's just a fantastic
0: song it really is please go
1: check it out listen to it we've both been streaming it all week so
0: (laughs) and you know what i am hard pressed to like any of today's music Um, but you sent me the album and you were like, you have to listen to this. You'll love it. And I trusted you. And it is like an amazing album. It's really, it's like a mix between Britney and Gaga. She like her voice. She's a great voice. It's like one minute you'll be listening to a pop song and then it'll switch into rap and then it'll switch into rock. Like it's crazy, but it's amazing. Um, so definitely go check that out. And now it's time for the moment we've all been waiting for. Hot Topics. So this week there was actually a lot of stories to cover and I had to go through them all and basically decide you know, what we really needed to talk about and delve into and share our opinions on. And we have to start off with a bang, of course. So we have to start off with more bad press for Ellen. Um, her previous bodyguard, Tom Majorcake, is speaking out against her um, and he actually talked to Fox News in a new interview. I think it was late last week. Um, and basically revealed that while he was her bodyguard at the 2014 Oscars that she was hosting, she came off as cold, sly, and demeaning, which, pretty harsh.
1: Harsh criticism. So one of the first things that he pointed out that was a little bit odd is he said, quote, Ellen is the one person that I've been assigned to, and I've been assigned to quite a few celebrities that has never taken the time to say hi to me, end quote. And that's interesting, because I feel like if someone, even though you're paying somebody to do a service for you, it's just common courtesy to greet them and say hello. Yeah, I agree. Um, And it's just odd that she wouldn't say anything at all. And he said that her wife, Rossi, was, quote, very pleasant and carried on a conversation, end quote. Um, But once she introduced him to Ellen, then things quote, started going negatively, end quote. So, I mean, I'm glad that Portia was polite at least, and I mean, who knows, maybe Ellen is just you know maybe
0: stressed or I mean, she was whatever, hosting. so this, she was obviously yeah. under some sort of pressure. I don't know why that would mean that she couldn't say, "You know, hi, I'm Ellen." and then he could say, hi, I'm your bodyguard for tonight. My name is Tom. like that's that's all that needed to happen. So I, I think that he also mentioned that she gave him like a side glance out of her eye, um and that she like she never said anything to him at all, which personally to me, I find that odd. And it's it's similar to actually what beauty guru Nikki Tutorials said about Ellen when she came out with her story and said, you know, she wasn't super nice to me on her show. I didn't have great accommodations. She never came backstage to introduce herself. So we're hearing this now for the second time, you know, that Ellen isn't, she isn't, she's is it quote diva behavior? I mean, what do you think? Do you think that Ellen's being a diva? like she can't say hi to a guest or an employee. I mean, this is the second yeah, this I is mean, the second time I, now in a month that we're hearing about this.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it just seems like she's a bit aloof. And it's you know, it's it's one thing to be introverted or stressed or busy. Sure, all of those things are valid, but no matter what the situation is, you can always just say hello, even if you don't want to carry on a conversation, you know, just saying, hi, you know, thank you so much for being here, I really appreciate it, I, you know, I can't talk right now because I'm a little busy, but I want to just, you know, say hello and tell you that I'm glad you're yeah. here, that takes five seconds, not even five seconds, and then that's it, and then the person feels seen, they feel heard, they feel appreciated, and as a talk show host, where her whole
0: her business is, based is on, yeah, her whole
1: business is based on interacting with people, you know, that's, that should Second, second nature, eighth. you
0: know, we, yep. You took the words right out of my mouth. We're in sync. <laughs> um, so that's
1: how I feel about
0: it. I, you know what? I, I happen to agree with you. And I think that he also went on to say that he, he protected her. He was her bodyguard, not only at the Oscar awards, but at the after party, one of the more popular after parties. And he made it clear that no one without previous permission or authorization could come up to Ellen's table Greet her, shake her hand, say hi, nothing. Unless they had gotten previous permission, no one was allowed to come near her. Which I understand if you're in a public setting, but I mean, this is an Oscars after party. Like, you're surrounded by the highest profile celebrities. So you're telling me that Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie or Lady Gaga or whoever, Mariah Carey, Like you're telling me that these celebrities at the after party couldn't walk up to Ellen and say, you know, hi Ellen. Like she knows these people. These are her peers. So, I mean, it's not like you have these random strangers. Like, can I take a selfie with you? Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan. And, and the bodyguard needs to be like, okay, back up. I mean, these are like celebrities. So who like that to me is peak diva behavior. And I don't associate Ellen with being a diva because I mean, it's, it's not her. That we've seen. Yeah.
1: But it's just it just feels so weird like you said because it's like I mean her, her her job, like we were saying, is her her career is talking to people. And so it feels strange to me that she would be unable to remove herself from an uncomfortable situation in a public Gathering, yeah, which that could be why she does that. if she could just be like I'm trying to avoid a scandal, so I just don't allow people to talk to me unless I know that we're
0: on good terms. But this creates but, a scandal. Like if if she yeah, if she had because, opened was- her mouth for 5 seconds and said, "Hi, my name is Ellen. Thank you for being my bodyguard." He wouldn't be out here speaking out against her. So it's interesting yeah. to see how quick people's public perception of you can change because I mean, everyone loves Ellen. Ellen is the queen of kindness. And now, all of a sudden, everyone's kind of, like, raising their eyebrows. Like, who really is this person? Is she as nice as she comes across? Is she a diva? Like, I think everyone's like, well, who is Ellen now? Because now we're hearing all these bad things about her. And it's like hearing something bad about...
1: Like, The Rock or something. Like, there's not a mean bone in Dwayne Johnson's body. So, if I was to hear some scandal about him being cold and aloof, I'd be like... Like, they're talking about a completely different person. Like this isn't, this isn't, this isn't the rock that or, I know. Or like, you know? so that's kind of how it feels about. With, with
0: or that. like Reese Witherspoon. You know, like someone like her. Mm-hmm. Like everyone loves her.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and he said, um, his quote was, "It's bugged me for years. I see this person come across as being very enlightened and positive and awesome, and everybody loves her and is in awe, and that's really not the case when you meet her in person." End quote. And I think that that's it's a little disappointing. Um, but it's like. You know, what's that phrase?
0: Um, Um, You never want to meet your idols in real life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it's just, they're never going to be exactly how you envision in your brain. So, I mean, if you see Alan on the street, don't try and talk to her because you're not pre-approved on the list. So, (laughs) adding to the list of people we might want to meet, but probably shouldn't, Madonna, unfortunately, has tested positive for coronavirus. Um, But what she had to say about it was a little interesting
0: to say the least
1: Um, she said quote i took a test the other day and i found out that i have the antibodies tomorrow i'm just going to go for a long drive in a car and roll down the window and i'm going to go breathe in the covid 19 air i hope the sun is shining end quote i think on the one hand it's kind of bizarre a little bit it's well it's a little it is a little bizarre um and on the other hand i can kind of understand where she's coming from, I guess. Like, if you're already sick, then who cares? Just go and enjoy some fresh air, I guess. But, and it's, it's a bit of an odd thing.
0: Like, what did say. she it's mean? It's
1: like, it's like, she's making it sound like she'll never be able to go for a long drive in the car again. Or, like, you know? it's
0: everywhere. Like, it's not every, like, like, the whole planet, well, like, it's not everywhere out in the atmosphere, like, breathing it in, mm-hmm. like, ever, so I, I think that she was trying to be a little, like, avant-garde, maybe a little artistic, but I mean, her comments were taken completely, like, they were misunderstood by everybody. Everyone was like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah. I think maybe to people, it came off like, okay, well, I have the antibody, or the antibodies, so I don't care. I'm just going to go breathe in the COVID-19 air, and maybe it was like, oh, so, like, you're making it seem like it's not a big deal, or I I, I really don't get it. Um, yeah. But Also,
1: I've been driving around with my windows down anyway, so... <laughs>
0: I mean I stand Madonna. I will always stand Madonna, but sure. I think that she is definitely you know sometimes singers, musicians are referred to as artists um she's a true artist, like she's very out there, so absolutely to know Madonna is to love her or to hate her. Moving on to our next hot topic, keeping up with the Kardashian star and Kardashian baby daddy, Scott Disick, who I actually really like Scott. I think he's a really cool, normal part of that family. Um, news broke late last week that he checked in and then checked out of rehab within like the time span of only a few days. Um, and he previously has had issues with drugs, alcohol, and so basically the widespread belief was oh my gosh, he's back in there, you know, for cocaine, for alcohol. Um, And his lawyer actually debunked those rumors. Um, And he talked to TMZ and he said, you know, he's not there because of Coke or booze or anything. He's actually there dealing with the trauma of his parents' death. Um, Like I said, he checked in and then within an amount of days, he checked out because his lawyer thinks an employee of the facility snapped a photo of him upon his arrival, which you can actually see on our website. Um, We have the photo there. It's him sitting. It looks like they were taking an ID photo of him. And Uh one of the employees maybe used their phone and took a picture of it on the computer and leaked it to the press. Um, So once Scott found this out, he totally left. He called a car, headed back to LA. um, And his lawyer released a statement saying... In an effort to finally come to terms and deal with the pain that Scott has been silently suffering from for many years due to the sudden death of his mother, followed by the sudden death of his father three months later, Scott made the decision to check himself into a rehab facility last week to work on his past traumas. Um, Now, obviously, this was spun by the media, like, you know, he's back on the cocaine, he's back on the booze, he's in rehab. And rehab's not always for drug issues. It is for mental health issues. Um, for sure. And so his lawyer went on saying, shockingly, as a result of the HIPA or HIPAA violation of the facility and his violation of privacy, he has checked himself out and is immediately returning home. Um, we are alarmed by the extreme invasion of privacy and plan to take immediate legal action. So this is God. I I would, too. I would sue the crap out of that rehab. Whoever, oh, for sure. whatever employee had access to doing that needs to be fired Do you think as far as I don't think jail, but I think that it's an extreme invasion of privacy, especially if you're a celebrity, Um, you know, and someone like him, of course, there's always going to be like, oh, you know, is he on drugs? And and he's in rehab. And of course, the media makes it sound worse than it is. Um, But this is actually a true HIPAA violation of of a medical worker. It's a serious issue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just sad, too, because it's like, this is somebody who's coming in, he's in a vulnerable place, he needs help, and then for someone to just kind of selfishly snap a photo and release it to the public, like...
0: To probably sell to the tabloids. It's it's absolutely
1: is. disgusting. This is somebody who's suffering, and he's trying to heal, and you're making it worse. Like, it's not just...
0: It's, it's just, yeah. It's, 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 it's an ugly situation. And uh, I smell and a lawsuit. hopefully you can find... Hopefully you can find another... Um, you know, facility that can treatment, yeah, help him, you yeah, know, instead
1: of whatever the hell this is
0: blackmail. Would you say? Well, not blackmail. Maybe
1: no. Well, I mean, hmm. I think it's just it's a it's a gross negligence of somebody's mental health, you know, in in a very disgusting way.
0: True. Um, and like I said, I smell a lawsuit. I think it's going to be public. It's going to be messy. It's going to be all over the tabloids, and I think it's totally the opposite of what... Well, I think it's probably the right move, because you can't just let somebody get away with that. I think that um, they definitely should pursue some sort of legal action. Um, Definitely. But it's, it's probably going to be super messy.
1: Yeah, for sure. On to some much lighter news. I don't know about you, but this is making my hopes for the quarantine a lot better. Lady Gaga is going to release her full new album, Chromatica on friday may 29th so i'm very excited about it it's her sixth studio album i'm a big gaga stan yes yes i know i'll be listening
0: i am here for it i am so ready i I mean like she's only released one single i have heard a few leaks on twitter which i probably should not have because i need to support (laughs) and while we don't stand the illegal download or leaking of music um yes thank you Uh, What I have heard is it's really good. So I think that Chromatica is definitely going to be one for the history books. I think it's going to be great.
1: I agree. I think, I'm hoping that it'll be a chart topper.
0: um, Oh, yeah.
1: And that... I'm also, the thing is, though, for me, is even if it's not a chart topper, as long as she is making something new and creative instead of just yeah. sticking to kind of the copy and paste pop music that can be a little popular these days, yeah, that's what I'll be happy with. I'm so something that I've always loved about her is the fact that she always likes to make,
0: make her, own, yeah. and fun and, her own, yeah, do her own thing
1: and make herself. So I'm hoping that she continues that on with this.
0: So for all you cool cats and kittens out there, you are going to be extremely <laughs> pleased with this next story. Uh, Carol Baskin, who we all know as the Big Cat Rescue Queen, um, and one of the more mysterious figures in Tiger King, she was punked by two YouTubers to appear in her first live interview ever. So YouTubers Archie Manners and Josh Peters, who commonly trick UK celebrities, they're from the UK, and they on their channel is about tricking celebrities into what they think are mainstream interviews, But it's really just them, Uh, which there there is a genius to that, but it also is kind of mean. So I I definitely want to know your opinion on this after I've kind of laid it all out. So they both emailed her media PR contact information, which is a pretty common practice. I've done it, um, you know, reaching out to like celebrities or housewives for interviews Um, So that's what they did, totally by the book. Um, And she is, right now, she's notorious for turning down every single interview. She is saying no to everyone because she doesn't want to talk about Don. She doesn't want to talk about his disappearance. She doesn't want to talk about Joe Exotic. um, And her shtick is, you know, she wants to keep the focus on big cats, which... Okay, Carol. Um, So these two YouTubers emailed her and said... Hey, we are producers from The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. He is really interested in talking with you. um, And we would love to make it about big cats. um, And we would love to have you on. This would be a Zoom call. You know, what do you think? And at first, she actually said no. And then they said, they responded and said, you know... We promise we won't talk about Tiger King. We won't talk about Dawn. We will keep it on whatever focus you would like. And we would just, you know, Jimmy would really like to catch up with you. So I can just see her in her little office chair at her computer. Like her head's like spinning like, oh my gosh, fame. <laughs> and and so finally she said, you know, okay, I'll do it. And her husband, what's her husband's name? Howard? Her her new husband? Oh, God, or not, I think so. It's Howard. Yeah, so he actually was CC'd onto the email chain, and they all started talking about it. So basically, they convinced her to do this Zoom interview with Jimmy, and here's the kicker, which I just love. Howard, who's, like I said, Carol's current husband, sent over a signed release form. So with mainstream interviews, we've never done this, but with like real like TV interviews, talk shows, stuff like that... Usually, the production company sends the talent a release contract or form, which they have to sign, basically saying, you know, I'm giving up my rights to this footage that we're filming or my voice for a podcast, or basically I'm giving up my rights to later come back and say, take this down, don't use this, it's my property. You're basically giving up the rights to your image for that interview. So basically, uh, the two YouTubers sent over a release form, and Howard signed it. It was totally legal, and so from there on out, even though they're not Jimmy Fallon producers, they are allowed to use that footage of Carol, which I thought was genius.
1: Oh, for sure. It's I mean it's brilliant because now no matter how upset Carol and Howard are, they can't they, they release the rights to their to that footage, so they they,
0: they can't, can't do anything until they get down. Yeah. So basically, those two YouTubers, once they got that, oh, it's their it's game on. So basically they set up a zoom call and one of them was present on one of the screens and then Carol showed up and then the other one said something like an error message or NBC something. And basically their explanation for her not seeing Jimmy is that I don't remember if it was, they couldn't connect him or they just said you're only going to be able to hear him. And she was like, okay, great. And they talked about big cats. They talked about big cat rescue. Um, she's worried that they may not be able to open for a really long time. Um, it was like a full on interview, like a hundred percent. And what they did was they used sound bites from previous interviews and used Jimmy's voice to piece together general questions, like "How are you doing in quarantine?" Um, I think he had done an interview with some of the actors of the musical Cats. Remember when that came out? So they had yeah. a they had a ton of sound bites of him saying. The word cat so they were able to use that and so she really thought she was listening to jimmy fallon asking her questions which it's pretty incredible it's hilarious but also i mean we're talking about carol baskin so she is i don't want to say a murderer but she is she allegedly killed her husband we all kind of believe that it is what it is it's hard to feel bad for somebody like that that is under so much scrutiny you know Or maybe committing a murder. But at the same time while I was watching it, I kind of felt sorry for her. Because she was like, you know, originally I didn't want to do this, but I was talking to my daughter and she said it was a great opportunity, so I'm excited. And I was like, oh, like, knife right in your heart. like. (laughs) Yikes. I I kind of felt sorry for her. Like, are you just like, nope, she deserves it? Or like, what do you think? I I think it's really funny and um
1: there's a part of me that pities her because i think that happening to anybody would be really hurtful and kind of upsetting so i think that you know it's it, going to be yeah disappointing and upsetting there's a part of me that feels bad for her but mostly i think it's absolutely hilarious i mean the so I have the lengths <laughs>
0: the lengths that they went to to actually make it happen like
1: very impressive i
0: i'm impressed by it i just feel like it's just kind of me like I don't know. Because now, thanks to them, she'll probably never trust anybody or do any interview ever now. Like, she'll be even more guarded. So now, maybe thanks to them, we won't get to see her do some sort of, like, a Barbara Walters 2020. Like, I don't know. Yeah. A double-edged sword.
1: Speaking of Tiger King, though, Nicolas Cage is reportedly going to play Joe Exotic in a little spoof. I heard that. So... I think it'll be funny. I think it'll be interesting. I think the Tiger King show can either go really, really well
0: or, or yeah. really poorly. Yeah. It, it has no to, yeah, it's, I think I, I read it was for CBS. that's doing it. They're putting it into production. He is reportedly, like you said, their top choice to play Joe exotic, which actually I think is, I never thought about that, but from like the looks of it, it looks like great casting. So for sure. I would, I would definitely watch it. I think that, you know, they said it's going to be basically a deep dive into the period of time when he was filming his original reality show and where he kind of, or how he lost himself to a character. So it almost sounds like a little bit of a, like a psychological thriller, like a drama. I don't know if it's going to be like funny. It sounds more serious, which I would be it interested it in. It sounds very serious. We'll have to certainly keep an eye on things and
1: see how it all plays out and give it a watch when it is finally
0: released. Oh, 100%.
1: So this next story is right in the area of things that I am very passionate about, which is domestic abuse in relationships, um, domestic abuse towards men and domestic abuse towards women. Um, something that's been in the public eye a lot recently, and for years practically, um, is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's divorce, um, because both of them have accused the other person of being physically and verbally abusive. Um There's been clips that have come out, and we're going to do a full Crime Files episode on this, so look out for that, and I'll go into all the details. Um, But recently, this last week, um, two of Johnny's ex-wives, Renona Ryder and Vanessa Parody, have come to his defense and claimed that he has never been abusive to them during their relationships with him. Um, Depp is currently involved in three different lawsuits, and one of them, which is the one that we're talking about right now, um, he's got a libel trial against the Sun newspaper over an April 2018 article where he was described as a, quote, wife-beater.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: Yeah, and that's all based on things that um, it's referencing stuff that Amber Heard kind of said about him. Um, And he's basically suing them because it obviously has, you know, it's slander for being able to get work. And it, it yeah. you know, it's a horrible thing to say about someone. So right now, um,
0: unless parody it's true and Rider
1: are coming to his defense and parody said in her statement, quote, I have known Johnny for more than 25 years. We've been partners for 14 and we raised our two children together through all these years. I've known Johnny to be a kind, attentive, generous, and nonviolent person and father. And she also said he was never violent or abusive to me. And writer was in a relationship with, in the 1990s, and she said in her statement, "I cannot wrap my head around Heard's accusations. He was never, never violent towards me. He was never, never abusive at all towards me." Um, and Heard responded to that, or a spokeswoman for Heard rather, said that in relation to Vanessa Paradis and Winona Ryder's evidence, we are glad they did not have the same experience as Ms. Heard. However, one woman's experience does not determine the experience of another woman. Um, so that's all. Fair and true, but there are clips that have come out of arguments between Hurd and Depp, and it's very clear that while Johnny Depp may be guilty to some extent, Amber Heard is definitely just as guilty, and really? I would always argue more guilty. Wow. Um, which we'll talk about in the Crime Files episode, but there's some very disturbing and toxic... um
0: behavior that have
1: come out of her mouth. And it's I think it's kind of the pot calling the kettle black in this sense. If if which I'm you know, is Johnny Depp a wife beater? I don't know. I hope not. I've always really liked him and had a lot of respect for him. He seems like a really sweet down to earth guy. Um so who knows? We'll we'll talk about it. But at any rate there the trial for this case is set to take place um on July 7th for over the course of three weeks. So I'll certainly be keeping an eye on it. And we'll certainly probably have to do a follow-up yeah. episode about it. Or at least mention it in yeah. a weekly, weekly news guide. So you'll get all the tea on that. But it's it's a very intense um, and kind of sad situation, to be honest.
0: I've never, um, no, I have heard like bits and pieces about what's going on. I mean, it's been years, like you said, that they've been kind of at odds going after each other, it's really interesting to me that in our society, with the normal people and celebrities, it's almost now guilty until proven innocent. Like, it should be innocent until proven guilty. And I think nowadays, if somebody makes a claim about a celebrity, they're automatically guilty until someone shows me proof that they're not. So... Scott Disick, throwing it back to that, you know, some media source says, oh, he's in rehab for cocaine. Well, everyone believes that until his lawyer says, well, that's not the truth. So I just think that it's hard, definitely, when you're a celebrity and you're in a legal case, which this is like, like, this is not just like, oh, we're divorcing, I want a settlement. Like, this is like real life stuff. Like, you're, Amber's, they're both making accusations that they're abusive, and that's a strong word. So... I think that, I I think that it should be kept out of the public eye as much as it can be, but it's already out there so much that I think it's yeah. definitely well, they,
1: because they've been walking around throughout the course of the relationship with bruises on their faces and <gasps> on their bodies. So I didn't really, to, I didn't know that. that. It's hard to ignore that, you know. So obviously everybody's interested, but I
0: Mary was gonna, <laughs> situation. I was gonna say that obviously this will or has damaged probably both. of their images, has it? Because, I I mean, I haven't really kept up with it. So has it really, like, taken a toll on their reputations?
1: Yeah, for sure. And we'll go into that more. But there's been arguments that, like, clips from their arguments that have been released where people have speculated that um, a lot of what they're saying and talking about, because sometimes it's not always the easiest to understand without all the context. But sometimes people think that they are fighting about how what they're saying about each other is damaging their
0: oh. relationships or
1: could have potential to damage their public image.
0: Wow. Um, See, that, it was, that's... It's
1: very, very interesting. Well, and, but also, I mean, you know, if he's... I don't ever want to support somebody who is,
0: yeah. you
1: know, abusing their partner. And so as much as I, you know, love Johnny Depp and love his work, if this is the case where he's really an abuser, then I would, you know, he'd become canceled to me. <laughs> but if it's not the case, and he's just a victim of Amber accusing him of things that he hasn't done because she's trying to cover up for her own mistakes. Yeah. Well, then she's the one that needs to be canceled. So,
0: well, as, we'll see. as kind of dark as the subject is, I'm excited to see you kind of take charge of the crime files episode that we're going to be doing soon. And I like, cause like I said, I haven't really been following a lot of it. Like I said, I've known bits and pieces, but I'm, I'm kind of ready for you to just lay it out on the table. I'm ready.
1: Me too. Getting to the bottom of this. <laughs>
0: And now for our last hot topic story, we are, well, we started with a bang and we're ending with a bang. Um, rapper 6 9 who I, I don't, he, you know what? He's a criminal. We don't stand criminals. We don't stand gang members. I don't like rap. I have nothing to do with him. He is, he's a public figure. He's a celebrity. He has lots of fans, but he doesn't seem like the greatest guy. Uh, anyway, he made a donation to the No Kids Hungry organization this week, and he actually made a sizable donation of $200,000, which the No Kid Hungry organization works to feed children in need. So, I mean, that was, that was a nice act of charity that he did. For sure. However, No Kid Hungry actually turned down his donation. Like, they full out rejected it. Basically, they said, in nicer words, no thanks, you can keep it. Um, Which, it has lots of people divided, which we'll get into. But first, uh, a rep for No Kid Hungry said, uh, or commented, We are grateful for Mr. Hernandez's generous offer, but we have informed his representatives that we have declined this donation. As a child-focused campaign, it is our policy to decline funding from donors whose activities do not align with our mis- mission and values. Which... Which,
1: I mean, everybody knows he doesn't.
0: True. He... Well, let's let's be really honest here. He just got out of jail a few months ago. Um he was arrested for, I think, gang related activities, illegal firearm ownership or drugs, or something in the vein of gang activities. Um which does not
1: align with oh,
0: what a child-centered organization not wants to be associated with. Not at all. So I understand no kid hungry. Obviously, they have like a moral level of who they're gonna take money from. Um and I think You know, he is out of jail. He's making music again. Um, I just think that he is maybe not the greatest example of what a charitable human being is. And you know what? Maybe he did do it for the right reasons. Maybe he was being generous. That's great. Me, though, I definitely think of it as maybe potentially a PR strategy. And hear me out. He just got out of jail. Who is going to want to book him on a gig? or who's going to want to have him on their talk show? And now maybe he is cleaning up his image. You know, it's like he's donating thousands of dollars to a charity, you know, feeding kids. That's my interpretation. I know you probably have a difference of opinion. Um do you think that he was doing it for the right reasons or do you think maybe it was self-serving?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a valid point and that's possible. But I think that Even generosity motivated by the wrong reasons is still generosity, and it still will help somebody else. It doesn't make you a saint by any means, um, but it's still going to help somebody, so I kind of feel like, you know, whatever. Um, And I also feel like, I mean, unless you're like a serial killer or something, or you're, you know, a a domestic abuser or something like that, or you're actively hurting other people for your own self-gain, then I don't think that you're too far gone to be redeemed. And even those people sometimes can be redeemed. It's just...
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's few and far between. Have to be
1: in, yeah, it's just more difficult because there's generally more issues going on there. So I don't think that anybody's above redemption, I guess, to be honest. Um,
0: so do you think that No Kid Hungry should have taken the donation? Or do you think... like? I I don't know. I I see it both ways. Like they want to be, they want to have a standard for who they're accepting their funding from. But But at at the the same same time, yeah,
1: it it shouldn't be political. I feel like it shouldn't, because the thing is, is that anybody, I feel like anybody should have that chance, you know, if, if no matter, you know, who you are or what your past is, you everyone's entitled to a past and everyone's also entitled to a future and i think that if you're trying to genuinely do good things to turn your life around and be a contributing citizen and help the lives of young children and give them food i think he should be allowed to do that so as much as i understand their stance of you know saying that his his actions haven't lined up with their beliefs i completely understand that i completely respect that but there's kids out there right now that could eat today or tomorrow or two weeks from now with that money that they just turned down. And so I think that the donation has to be above politics.
0: Yeah. Um, Because I think that's valid.
1: Those kids and those families don't care where the money came from. They just need money to eat. You know? Yeah. I think that it's, it's all fine and great to take a moral high ground when people's lives aren't at stake, but people can die from starvation. And I think that this is the wrong time to be taking the moral high ground.
0: I'm both ways about it. I totally get what you're saying, but I I get what they're saying, because like it's it's almost like if you think of it as worst it can be, a gang you're accepting gang money or a gang members' money. You know.
1: Well, no, because he raised money.
0: Well, he didn't raise it. It's his money. It's two hundred thousand dollars of his money. So are they looking at it like, okay, did he get this from gang activities? Is it illegal money? Is it his money that he made on his music? I, I think maybe that's because he has had. Issues with that sort of crime and legal, like, you know, gang activities. Maybe they're thinking, okay, is this clean money? Is it not clean money? Maybe that's why they're turning it down.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to support dirty money in any way, shape, or form. But I feel like if he hasn't been tried for it, then it's not anyone's place to assume that it's dirty money.
0: Fair point, fair point. Um, but moving on, it's time for my favorite portion of the show, the reality check. Everyone needs to be watching reality TV or doing some sort of lighthearted activity in quarantine. Personally, I believe that everybody should watch reality TV. That is my stance on life. I think it is just, it's just great. It's just golden. So we need to recap Beverly Hills because it was on last night. And you know what? The fifth episode of season 10 delivered. It delivered. In my in my opinion, Um, this season has been like on it, like every single episode, like on it, on like I don't feel like there's been any sort of filler yet, because usually with housewives it'll be like drama filler, drama filler, drama filler, and I feel like that is kind of what's happening with New York, because the last episode was that whole comedy club podcast thing for Luann, yeah, and then the episode before that was that great fashion show like. Sonia gave Leah the cashmere sweats, and I feel like it's very on and off, but with Beverly Hills right now, it is just like on all the time. So this week we saw the women, actually at several different events, we saw kind of the end of the little barbecue cookout at Denise's house and Kyle stormed away in tears. We saw the little event thrown by Lisa Rinna's kids for their clothing brand. All the women were at Erica's clubhouse, her Erica Jane clubhouse. And then came the dinner at the end of the night that everyone is talking about. Um, So let's back it up to the beginning of the episode, kind of the remainder of that um, outdoor party at Denise's house. What are your thoughts on... I, I feel like everyone ganged up on Kyle.
1: Oh, for sure. I think they definitely did. Um Okay, so I understand where everybody else was kind of coming from, where they were like, well, we're just trying to be honest, whatever. But there was just so many things that were said that just weren't necessary. And I think that Denise was defending Dorit without really understanding what had gone down. Yeah. Um, And I think if Denise had realized that, like, the full extent of what had happened, then I don't think she would have been on Dorit's side. Because the thing is, is, like, she she got glammed up, which is fine glam whatever. is fine yeah but she did a yeah she did a photo shoot which was just completely i think unnecessary you know let's say because she got up which well, she, didn't she say she got up at like 5 a.m
0: before yeah, so she, so got she got, got up really like early yeah and she got all glammed yeah. and then did an impromptu then, photo shoot at her house like yeah Unnecessary. Let's say
1: say she gets up at five. She has an hour to herself. It's now six a.m. Let's say she does glam for two hours, which is a lot of time for glam. That's more than enough time for the look that she had, because it wasn't like she had like a big yeah big hairstyle or anything like that. It was pretty much like a Barbie workout glam. Yeah. So let's but we'll give her two hours. Say at that point it's eight a.m. and What, the retreat didn't even start first thing? Was it like, what,
0: 11? It started, I think, in the early afternoon. And she had told the women beforehand, she was like, I'm going to be late, I'm coming after lunch. Which, she came when she said she was going to come. But I don't understand, you know, you're you're going to this event to support your so-called friend. And yet, you decide to come late. Well, first of all, you had nothing going on that day anyway. So why you would come late anyway... And you're leaving early. Why would you come late if you're going to leave early? It's either or. You have to pick one. Exactly.
1: Um, you can't do both. That's just so rude. And even if she, had already scheduled the photo shoot and it wasn't impromptu, then just say that. You know. Yeah. She's like, Hey, I have a photo shoot scheduled for that morning. Um, so that's why I'm going to be late. I'm going to come, you know, all glammed up, whatever. But I am coming to support you, you know, because I love you. And then you stayed for the rest of it. You don't leave early.
0: And was it? But she
1: didn't do any of those things.
0: Was it Dorit who said? To Kyle and Erica in the hotel room. Let's be honest. No one wants to be here anyway. Was that her? Did she say that?
1: I think so, yeah. See, yeah. Which I was like, that's just rude.
0: That's Teddy's point, though. And it came out totally wrong. Like, you know, I don't care if you all come. Like, she was trying to act. I know we talked about it. She was trying to act nonchalant. And she didn't care. But it came off the wrong way. And, of course, that stirred up drama a few episodes ago. But I think what she really meant was, don't come. Just to say you're supporting me. Come if you actually want to do the activities. And if you don't want to do the activities, don't bother coming just to support me.
1: I thought it was rude of all of them to, like, skip the meditation. Yeah, what was that? It's it's not... Are you here for yourself or are you here for Teddy? Because if you're here for Teddy, then you're going to go and sit and do the meditation. But their true colors were all kind of revealed because they all said, mm, no, I don't want to go. And also think about the fact that Teddy went to the time to pick out special mats, get their names I know. printed on them in beautiful glitter, set them all up beautifully, and then they just that didn't was,
0: show up. I, you know, I just, like, they went to the event, they did the whole boxing thing, and then they didn't go to the meditation, which would have been the probably the easiest part of the whole event. And they sat up yeah. in a hotel room and argued. Like, why wouldn't I, I just don't get they needed the
1: meditation?
0: <laughs> I, I per, and you know what I really like the whole cast. So I'm not like shading Kyle and Erica. I am shading Dorite because Doreed is Dorite. Um but I, I think that definitely it was just a whole huge mess. Um and it not was sure. it was interesting to see Sutton get emotional about her fight with Teddy. That was a different side of Sutton. Tell me tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Sutton now. Have you warmed up to her since seeing I her? I definitely have. There, she's, she's definitely shown a softer side.
1: Yeah. If you've been watching, or I guess listening in this case, some of the earlier episodes where we've talked about this, then you will know that I have not necessarily felt the most positively about Sutton so far but I've been waiting to kind of see that other side of her and really like her and I think now that now I have seen that side of her and I do like her actually now um I think I did think it was funny in the episode um this week where they I think was it Kyle or Erica that said it really like maybe, I can't remember who said it but they were like I don't even know what goes on in that girl's brain sometimes but I still remember oh,
0: like was that Renna because Ren is was her friend. I don't remember. I remember somebody saying... See, like, that's... But that's Sutton. Like, one minute she's, like, telling you off because your outfit is not couture. And then the next minute she's, like, connecting and getting emotional. Like, see, that's why I have liked Sutton, I think, from the beginning. Was because she... I mean, like, we're five episodes in. And so far, two or three of the episodes that we've seen currently she has had a huge part in the storyline. And uh-huh. I think that had Sutton not been in this season, and Garcelle was the newbie and she was coming in, well, still, we're five episodes in, and I have the same stance I had last time we talked, which was Garcelle has barely said two sentences. Um, she wasn't at that big dinner party at the end of the episode when all that stuff went down between Kyle and Denise and Sutton and Dorit. And I, you know what? To be honest... At the end of the episode, finally I realized where was Garcelle? Like, I, for a minute, I didn't even remember that she was on the show, which I hate to say because okay. I think Garcelle is really cool, but she's taking a back seat to everything. And I think that that's a bad move.
1: She's talked about that, though, for her in, first season. Um, well, she's talked about that in like an interview where she was saying, like, you know, I'm really sorry that I wasn't able to be on the show this much. She, I don't think she disclosed what was going on, but there was something happening in her personal life that was not. Oh. You know, on screen appropriate and that's why she hasn't really been on the show much but she did say that she's looking forward to the next season where
0: maybe um, she'll get to
1: she'll be on more and actually get to kind of make some waves a little bit in the see in the group so
0: being impartial know. though being impartial and looking at it from an outside maybe more of like a business perspective if i was an executive at bravo or i was andy cohen you know And for me, myself, I was really excited to meet both of the newbies. I have been pleasantly surprised by how much I've liked Sutton, and I am now feeling extremely underwhelmed by Garcelle, which kind of disappoints me. But if I was an executive at Bravo, you know, from a business production standpoint, you have this newbie, Garcelle, the first African-American Beverly Hills housewife, a trademark monumental moment and she's kind of there. She's kind of sitting in the back. She doesn't really say much. You know, she's kind of, she's funny in her confessionals. Um, it's nice to see her with her boys. She's a great mom, but for sure, why, you know, why would you bring her back? Right now we're only five episodes in, but if I was in charge, I really don't know that I would be bringing her back full time. She has not shown yet enough substance to get a full another season as a full-time cast member. And that's my opinion. What what do you think that so far is she really bringing anything to the show?
1: Um I think that she does provide a bit of comic relief, like you said. When she's on screen, she's super fun to watch. Um she's not quite as like full of antics, let's say, as some of the other women are. Um, but she always has something, you know, funny to say and she always has some good insight. Um, so I think that she needs to kind of get into the swing of things a little bit. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't really know what's going on, so we probably won't see much for this season, but I hope that if we get to see her for a second season, that we'll get to just see more of her and more of what she's doing and hear more of what she has to say, because so far what she says, it's either insightful or hilarious. It's just
0: few and far between. I would say, with with her. Um, But as for the end of the episode, we got to see kind of multiple feuds unfold. First of all, we got to see the whole beef between Dorit and Sutton, which I want to know your opinion on that. So Sutton said to Dorit, when they were arriving at Lisa Rinna's event, or her kid's event, um, she said, there's the makeup guy, I'm going to flip out. And context behind that is Rinna is friend's I don't know if it's her makeup artist, but she's friends or she knows yeah. someone named Joseph something um, that is is in her inner circle. And Sutton had done business with him. I guess it didn't end well. They parted ways. And so she got there and thought that he was going to be there. And so she got really nervous and said to Dorit, you know, I'm going to flip out if he's here. Well, Dorit took that and was like, "Oh, here's my moment. And they got to dinner and she totally embellished it. She totally dramatized it and then turned it into not, I'm going to flip out, but I'm going to freak the F out, which is not what Sutton said.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also too, I don't see Sutton, like they're saying, like, I don't see Sutton as the type of person who's going to like start throwing drinks and and screaming at people and whatever. I feel like Sutton is going to be, you know, she might have something harsh to say, but she's going to say it very flatly and very calmly and very just like, you know what? No.
0: I mean, I don't really see Sutton as the type to go off the rails or, like you said, like s- start yeah. throwing drinks and screaming. I think that she's a little bit above that, even though she is obviously very opinionated and has no problems expressing herself verbally, um, which I love. Yeah. Um, I don't think that she would throw down or... I, I, like, Rina was like, well, I would have kicked you the F out. I'm like... Sutton is your friend. Obviously, you would know that she wouldn't do anything to jeopardize your daughter's event. I feel like she. But she's
1: gonna pick her daughter's uh, over. So yeah, I, I think that was her motherly
0: protection. I feel like she kind of jumped. In. She jumped on Dorit's bandwagon though, and Dorit like started that out of like nowhere for no reason. No one heard Sutton. She whispered, and I, I was I felt really bad for Sutton because she started crying and she was like, "You're not nice." And there are just yeah. that was so sad cuz there are so many things that you could say in a fight like like you're this or you're that or you know your husband cheats on you or like you're a terrible person and all she could say was you're not being very nice. Like I thought that and was I think so that sad. Really,
1: yeah, I thought that was both sad and actually it made me like Sutton a lot more and it actually brought a lot of re- respect to her in my brain, just because it's like she could there's so many things that she could have said. She could have been like, you know, your finances are, you know, in, in, a, in a terrible situation. Yeah. She could have insulted her up and down and all these different things. But she just said simply what her behavior was. You are not nice. You're not being nice. And she called her up for her behavior and didn't say anything else. And I thought that was, you know, very.
0: She didn't unsure. go below the belt.
1: And I, yeah. And I think that she she handled it. Well for the situation. I did think it was very funny. Let the mouse go. Oh, you had your yes. fun. Yes. So let the mouse go. Iconic. I, I love that.
0: I was like, yes. She I just feel like say it. even though sometimes she's a little off the cuff with what she says, everything like it makes sense. Like like she's gonna say it straight to the point and she was not gonna let Dorit give her any crap. She was like, you know what, you've had your fun, it's done. Like be done. Um, And you Mm -hmm. know what? She didn't stand up. She didn't storm off. She didn't go below the belt. She sat sat there and she defended herself. Round of applause for Sutton. Um, For sure. And then we segued into this argument with Denise and Kyle, which also came out of nowhere. Um, Now, I don't really know how I feel about Kyle's comments saying, you know, Denise, like, this isn't the Denise I know. You're not glam. You don't have ice sculptures. I thought that was so... It was petty. It was so stupid that all of them are like criticizing each other for that. Like,
1: who cares? If she wants to wear makeup one season and not wear makeup another, who cares? Like, they're allowed to wear as much or as little makeup as they want, and you shouldn't be criticizing someone for that. Like, that's. Yeah.
0: I think, you know, know,
1: some days I walk out of my house with a full face and some days I walk out of my house with nothing. But like, you're not going to come for me and say, oh, you're fake because you wear makeup sometimes and sometimes you don't. That just doesn't make sense.
0: And I love, I love Kyle. I think that um, she's the OG. She's the queen of Beverly Hills. But I think that, I think that she should have just dropped it. Like you fought about it at, at the barbecue. You know, you got all upset. You cried. You stormed out don't bring it up again. And I I love Kyle, but I think that she was kind of asking for it a little bit. I think that it was just enough. Like, I get her point. Like, you know, are you trying to be inauthentic? Are you trying to get all glammed up to fit in? You know, is this the Denise that we know? Like, I get maybe that suspicion or hesitation, but just drop like drop it. Yeah. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 10 airs every Wednesday on Bravo at 8 p.m. You know we'll be watching. Watch right along with us. Let us know how you feel. Um, and we are moving right along from Beverly Hills to the ATL. Um, so we both watched the first part of the Season 12 reunion. I made you watch it. I know you don't watch yes. Atlanta. Um, I love Atlanta. I actually
1: might want to, though. I, really? It, it did make me interested.
0: Yeah. It's You know what? It's a great franchise. It's not... It's not up there with like say Jersey or Beverly Hills or OC. I often, interestingly, find myself getting a little bored watching it. But the reunions, you always know the reunions are going to be killer. So with that said, what is your first impression of all the ladies? Because you kind of saw them for the first time in that moment um, in the first yeah. ever virtual reunion. Um, so what did what did you think? I want to know your thoughts.
1: Well. Personally, and I don't know anything really other than what's been said in the reunion, so I, I only know what they're saying about each other. Um, I will say I liked Kenya a lot. Really? Um, yeah, I actually like her, but Kenya... I, don't, I haven't seen anything, so I don't know if that's yeah warranted or not. But from my first, my first instinct, I did like her a lot.
0: She um, is basically the pot stirrer of the franchise. She's always going to give you drama for that reason. She's great TV. Um, personally. And I, I did talk about this with Marlo. Um, she's a pathological liar. She basically oh, right? Marlo made the comment that Kenya used to be an actress and she wants those days of acting back. So she plays a role on RHOA and she just, she's, she has lots of double standards She's kind of a hypocrite, but at the same time, she's great TV. Gotcha. So that's interesting that you kind of took to her. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, and then I, Candy, I don't really remember much of her, to be
0: honest. Yeah, she wasn't a big um, part of the, yeah.
1: Eva was the one that had the short hair, right?
0: Yeah, that Portia said looked like a thumb. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I thought,
1: I had mixed feelings with Eva. There was moments when I liked her and moments when I didn't. So I'm not really sure about her. Yeah, I did not really like Portia all
0: that much. What? You didn't like I Portia? Don't know.
1: I there was like moments of her that like reminded her of me.
0: She is very and I was funny, like, and she's very she straight shooter.
1: She's yeah. She seems cool, but there was like there and there, there was I guess like Eva. There was moments when I liked her, but yeah. I think there was. The moments when I didn't like her, I was like, I really didn't like her in that moment. Where I was like, Ugh, like that—that's like ugly behavior, you know. Was and it? I felt the same way a little bit
0: about Nini. <gasps> don't you? Like don't don't do you? Don't you do that? Don't you do that to the queen? I, don't know.
1: I look. I haven't watched the show, so maybe if I watched the whole show, it would be different. But there was like moments with Nini where I was like, Okay, you seem cool. And then there was other moments where I was like, That just seems.
0: Nini like, is the queen of all peaches she is the only og left i will stand nini until my dying breath she's always ready to read she is always she always has the receipts personally i love nini i know that fans are very divided over her because of all of her drama with kenya and eva um which you Mm -hmm. saw they went at it um yeah but candy wasn't a huge part of this episode um Peter was
1: Cynthia. I feel like Cynthia, Cynthia had a few things to say.
0: Yeah, she was just
1: She seems sweet, but I
0: too nice I for TV. my is my opinion of Cynthia. She's gorgeous to look at. I mean, she's she's really nice. You know, she's been on since season 2. Um and kind of um getting into Cynthia. There's some news out there that she may be losing her peach next season. She may be losing her full-time mm-hmm. role. Um, you know, it's been said for years, basically every year there's rumors that she's going to be fired because people look at her, you know, even though she's nice, she's kind of the boring one. You know, every franchise has their boring one. She is, Mm -hmm. personally, I think that she's just too nice for reality TV and she can throw down and she can, she can get into the drama, but I just feel like she does the least amount of work of anyone. Like she just does the least... It's like of the show, a like
1: compliment and...
0: It is. It's, it's,
1: like, it's like you're just too sweet to be on a show where it's about, you know, women trashing each other and throwing each other down. And
0: she's know? a great businesswoman. <laughs> she has lots of different business ventures. She's very successful. She just got engaged. Um, but there are rumors out there that she will be demoted next season and that potentially Phaedra Parks will be replacing her next season, which... We all know Phaedra was fired after season nine after allegedly spreading scandalous rape rumors against now ex-friend Candy. Basically what went down was Phaedra made up a rumor allegedly uh, and told Portia that Candy and her husband wanted to drug her and rape her. So it was kind of revealed at the reunion that, Phaedra kind of made it up, but she backpedaled and said, well, I heard it on the streets. And so there, there was, she obviously lost her peach over it. Um, they fired her after that season. I love Phaedra. She is kind of known as Atlanta's reed queen. Um, she is great television. I would say that she's definitely in my top five favorite housewives of all time. So I would be okay. very welcome to her return. And I think that I need to get you watching Atlanta next season. I think so. The Real Housewives of Atlanta season 12 airs every Sunday on Bravo at 8 p.m. and it's kind of wrapping up. There are two parts left in the reunion, so I will definitely be watching that. I hope you'll watch, because um, maybe you're now a little bit invested. We'll see. Um, but, I
1: just mainly, I'm just curious to know what all went down. I'm like, it's, I, I have it's crazy. been talking about the issues, but I don't know anything about the issues, so I can't be a, you,
0: you know what? a good judge. You might want to go back and watch season 12. It was good. I, You know what? It was good.
1: Well, maybe I'll
0: have to. You might. I, you know, I would recommend it. I think that Atlanta never disappoints. Um, but for our final reality check story, it's really sad. Something that is near and dear to my heart. Dance Moms is ending after eight seasons, which I kind of, I think I told you right now I am binge watching all the old seasons. I'm currently on season mm-hmm. six, so I've made lots of progress since the last time we talked. You have? Wow. Um, it was my first reality show that I ever got into It's just a great show, Um, and Abby announced that no more new seasons. However, she did tease that there may be some fun announcements soon. So, what did she? What were her exact like? What was her exact statement? Do you have it pulled up?
1: Yeah. So she said, uh, nine years ago, we were in Arizona filming Dance Moms. Satan stuck a pen in my hand, insisting that I sign a contract. I was at the competition, literally in front of the stage, rehearsing a routine. I was kind of busy. But the show must go on, right? I did my eight seasons, two spin-offs, and now a new self-contained competition show in the midst of our global pan- pandemic. Thank you, Lifetime, for an incredible run and in all I have learned. But I've decided to move on and not extend my agreement. The next few weeks will be about exploring new projects at a new home. It's an exciting time, and more announcements to come. So it seems pretty positive and optimistic, and no shade there from her. Yeah. To the-
0: She she definitely has gone through serious public issues with the network um, and the producers. She has feuded with the producers for years. I think that she has quit the show like two, at least two times. And she's always come back. Um, I mean, she's a really strong personality. And so I just think that she's meant for TV. And so I think that that little ending, you know, um, time for new projects at a new home, I'm thinking that she probably is going to have another show somewhere another network. I mean, I, I just can't see someone that's kind of a reality TV veteran being done. Um, so, you know what? I'm excited to see what comes, but I will miss dance moms.
1: And for the final segment of the show, It is time for our TRM chart check. So starting with the Hot 100, we've got our top 10 songs of the week. At number one, I don't think anyone was really surprised. Say So by Doja Cat featuring Nicki Minaj is at the top of the list.
0: I'm shocked. Um,
1: This song's been blowing up.
0: You know what's interesting is that is Nicki Minaj's first number one on the Billboard Hot 100 ever she has had over oh yeah she's had over she's like a record holder for like the most entries into the hot 100 i think she has over 100 entries into the hot 100 and finally now she just got her first number one which i have to throw a little shade like she wasn't able to get the number one on her own the only way she got the number one was being featured in a song that was already trending because it was on tiktok like
1: she's kind of not always the bridesmaid but never the bride yeah it, it
0: was it's kind of it's it's almost like cheating a little bit but um anyway keep going
1: well it's kind of like leonardo dicaprio with the oscars like he's always in true. he's always nominated for one but he's only like once gotten one true whatever it is so same thing well number two is savage by megan Thee stallion featuring beyonce and number three is blinding lights by the Weeknd. Number four, Toosie Slide by Drake, which Drake actually has two songs on the top ten list right now, which is pretty impressive. Um, Number five is The Box by Roddy Ricch, um, which was number one for a long time, as I'm sure everyone remembers. Um, Number six, Don't Start Now by our Queen, Dua Lipa. Number seven, Pay 1993 by Drake featuring Playboy Cardi. I listened to this one, and I'm usually not a Drake fan. And while I'm not, like, in love with this song by any means, I, I liked it. Really? Um, it's not something... Yeah, it's not something that I would listen to all the time, but I thought it was good. So I I liked it. So, you know, I'm not going to silly be listening to it all the time or anything, but I, if it came on, I wouldn't necessarily skip it. So, which for me is... That's big, a big deal. ...when it comes to Drake, so... um. And number eight is Circles by my love post Malone. Number nine is Rockstar by The Baby featuring Roddy Rich. And number ten is Intentions by Justin Bieber featuring Quavo, which if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that neither Spencer or I really like that song
0: at nah. all. So. Yeah, we're we're not super fans of Justin Bieber, but you know what, he's great. Let him do his thing. Um interestingly, we were talking about Six Nine a little bit earlier. He just released a new single called Gooba, I think it's called, which I don't... I'm not even going to comment on that because it's just too stupid. Um, He basically is petitioning his fans right now really hard to get it to number one. Like, posting all about it on Instagram, asking them to stream, stream, stream. He made a post directed to Billboard. It was a little creepy. He was almost like, you know, the world is watching you. Like, don't cheat me out of this, number one. Like, we got this. Like, he was telling Billboard almost kind of... I hate to make it sound stereotypical, but almost like a gang mentality. Like, the world is watching you. you. Like, you better make me number one. Like... I think he just posted. It's
1: not billboard that makes it number one. It's people well, yeah. and, listening and to it that makes it number one.
0: He just posted something. Well, basically, he he sent that message to them saying, you know, don't cheat us out of number one. You know, count all the numbers fair because I deserve this. Basically, um, and he...
1: everybody thinks they deserve the
0: number one. I mean, everyone gets a trophy these days. Come on, um, but he he actually just posted something. That I think it was like, it was another plea to fans, like, you know, swipe up and buy 10,000 more copies of Gooba to get it to number one. And I promise I'll drop another song next week. Like, I just feel like it never used to be about that. Like, secretly, of course, inside, every artist is like, like, I hope this goes to number one. You know, I want it to be successful. But you never say it out loud. And so the fact that he is so shameless, it's kind of desperate to me
1: because it, it shows that, to me anyway, as someone who is a singer-songwriter, and I've never released anything that I've ever written, because for me it's an extension of myself. It feels very vulnerable. I'm writing something from the heart, and so to share that in a public platform, no matter how proud of that song I am, is a little terrifying. Um, and so I think that a lot of artists, they while well, many of them might write things from the heart and release them, um... I think in this case, he's not one of those people. He's writing music, which maybe he genuinely loves writing music and he loves rapping, and that's all great. But I feel like he's in it a little bit more for the fame, for the clout, for the popularity, yeah, mm-hmm. for the money.
0: The charts. And the fact
1: that he's, yeah, he's not, because if you write a song that you're truly proud of, it's an extension of yourself. It's a, it's a true creative piece of all of work
0: which the song and is it doesn't not
1: matter, it doesn't matter how successful it is what matters is that the people who find it and listen to it understand what the message that you're trying to convey is you know
0: and the song and itself not is matters. not it's not that deep it's like what you're talking about is like true music true art which a lot of artists like i would say lady gaga mariah carey like pour themselves into their music this song is literally it's rap which i'm already not a fan of but it's it's like he's screaming, like not like belting or singing, like literally screaming at the top of his lungs and rapping at the same time. There's no flow. I don't see how it could be catchy. It's it's a, it's probably the worst song I've ever heard and I'm not being overdramatic. It is literally the worst song I've ever heard. And so yeah. to be so shamelessly petitioning, like he's so desperate to get that number one that he's he's going to risk making himself look stupid like he is right now. Like I, I just I feel like it's not true. It's not what music is about, in my opinion.
1: No, not at all. And and I can actually when it I like rap sometimes and but for me the the rap that I like, I call it like um poetry set to music. Yeah. Kind of, that's the kind of yeah. rap that I, enjoy I agree. you know, and there's there's a market for the kind of rapture you know, here to yeah. have a good time and whatever. Like there's certainly a market for that. But I think when it comes to him at least, he's not really Yeah. He's not in it for he's not in it to make real music that's supposed to convey something and have a message, even if it is just, you know, I'm trying to make a song to have a fun time. He's making the music for the money.
0: And and so, you know what you know. in Nene's words from the reunion, I don't know if you caught this moment, but she called Eva a bottom barrel bitch. Did you do you remember that moment? I do. <laughs> well, that is what I think of six nine. He is bottom barrel. But without further ado, I'll let you take it. Let's and, get on to... Yes, the 200. The Billboard
1: 200, yep. All right, well, at number one, the new album Here and Now by Kenny Chesney, which I haven't listened to this album yet, but I am going to, and I'm not a super big country fan because I think there's some country, like I said, like with rap, there's some country that I really like when it comes from the heart, but when it comes to stadium country, I tend to be more yeah. like, hmm, pass but I'm going to give it a, a, a go because one of the songs that I grew up listening to is by Kenny Chesney and it's when the sun goes down. If I played it for you, you'd probably recognize I don't, it. I don't, um,
0: I don't, it doesn't like, it has, rec- I don't recall it has ever John hearing it. We love a Mellencamp camp. We love a melon camp. And it has those
1: kind of vibes to it. I grew up listening to that song. Every time I go on vacation,
0: it's your song. I never
1: do, <laughs> but, <laughs> Anytime I'm on a vacation or at a beach of some kind, I always think of that song, you know, toes in the sand, whatever. So he's released a new album. Very excited to listen to it. It'll be, I think it'll be great. Um, number two is Drake's new album, dark lane demo tapes, which I may either check out myself or I have a friend who is a diehard Drake stan. I'll probably ask him what his thoughts on it are. Um, number three is my turn by Lil baby. It went up two spots from last week. Um, but other than that, it hasn't really changed. Number four, Blame It On Baby by da Baby has gone down two spots. Um, Eternal, A Take by Lil Uzi Burt is at number five, also having gone down two spots. After Hours by The Weekend is at number six, going down two spots as well. Sugar by Megan V. Stallion has gone up three spots, hitting number seven. Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone is at number eight, having gone two spots. It's been on the charts now for 35 weeks, which wow. is incredible. Um, number nine is hot pink by doja cat it's jumped up 10 spots whoa so i think it's probably going to keep rising to be honest um and then at number 10 possibly on its way out is YHLQMDLG mdlg by bad bunny it went down three spots this week um it's hovering at number 10
0: so all right well i think we covered it i think that's everything cycling through the rumor mill this week which was a lot it was a lot of stuff there was um,
1: so much that happened
0: there was it was a crazy week and i've said it before i will say it again it just keeps getting crazier it just keeps getting crazier. it does. Um, and i'm here for it, it is for the rest of the world but it, things are starting to kind of open up again slowly but Hopefully. surely so i think as quarantine
1: ends and life kind of resumes as normal there's going to be even more trauma that inevitably happens so i
0: cannot wait to just around. be free i'm just i'm ready
1: those that don't know, Spencer and I always, like, once a month or, like, oh, yeah. every couple weeks or so, you know, once or twice a month, we always go out to lunch and we spill all of our personal tea.
0: We do. Um, we really do.
1: And we always get some good food. So there's so many places that we're going to have to go to now.
0: I know. We're going to have to get back on track. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the.rumor.mil. You can follow us on Twitter at trm updates. You can follow us on YouTube at The Rumor Mill. And YouTube content will be coming. Once quarantine ends, we are going to expand. Um, And you can now follow our personal accounts on Instagram. Mine is at trmhost.spencer.
1: And mine is at trmhost.lexy. L-E-X-Y.
0: Because you're fancy like that. I am. (laughs) And of course, don't forget new episodes every Friday, bonus episodes on Monday, and we will see you next week. See you
1: next week.